Good morning, guys. Good morning or good afternoon. It happens to be where you're at. Uh, if you can't tell, this is one of my wonderful times of the year. One of my favorite seasons. Uh, you know, uh, it's college football time. It's college football time. So one of these from last year. This this lady right here. You guys haven't <laughs> met her yet, but a uh, big personality, a uh, big Georgia fan, and. Um, you know, I keep reminding her that God offers forgiveness, but she continues to wear the red and the black. Um, but it's not my fault we're not in the same game. <laughs> uh, so this is this is Sean Harden. Hey, okay. So we're gonna talk about pretty much our picks for the season. Yeah. My major problem is I always hate the AP poll. They never have teams where I think they belong, and it just makes me angry pretty much for what they released a month and a half before the game start. That's my angry period. So, so stop me if you've heard this before. Georgia fan angry. We're all just right. <laughs> it's been listen, it's been so rough. Like when we start talking about my top five, you're gonna see how much of a Georgia fan I really am. It's really bad. <laughs> all right. So first thing I'm gonna talk about is people who I think are grossly overrated. Bring it on. BYU. Really? Really? No, thank you. Go back to where you belong. Stay out there. You know, have your multi-level marketing schemes over there and enjoy yourself, not in the rankings. Continually overrated. USC. How how long has it been since USC actually had a team? When a Kardashian was involved. That's it. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. Because uh, I think you'll be surprised my list. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a lot higher on USC than you are. Uh, I just I hate the West Coast, and you'll see that next because next up would be Oregon. They have them ranked X, oh. way too high at eleven. Yeah. You, can, you can be top twenty with me. I don't see top friends. twenty. You got cool yeah. uniforms, but no, no, they're not where they need to be. Keeping it, you know, in the teens. I forgot about NC State. Oh, NC State. My my husband's family, they're all Clemson fans, which I should have known better when I married him. But he's a great guy. <laughs> well, so, well, anyway, the ACC is not a real conference. In his defense, because David's not here to defend himself, in his defense, he legitimately was a Clemson fan before Dabo got there. So He, he was pretty bad. I'm going to give him their flowers. Like, they are legit Clemson fans. Then, then he gets he, a pass. That Cal, College, you right. know, that, that Cal College has been near their hearts for a long time. It's, Family went there, sister was a uh, rally cat. They're deep in it. So I've had to hear it for years. Didn't have to hear it last year. It was pretty great <laughs> after that first game. Didn't hear a thing about Clemson in my house. Uh, it just took a generation and a half. But Listen, listen I still remember at two years old watching the Sugar Bowl. So I remember Larry Munson on its rainbow sugar. So leave me alone. It's I come by it honestly. Okie dokie. Another bit is perennially overranked. At number five, Notre Dame. Not today, Satan. Um, top 10, maybe. <laughs> Probably closer to 15-ish by the end of the season is what I'm expecting. I have no respect for them. Speaking of no respect, Ohio State. Have you ever noticed on the interstates that every car you pass, if you're in another state, is from Ohio? Mm -hmm. Everyone's to escape Ohio, even Ohio State. Um. Are you from Ohio? I lived in Ohio for a little bit, yes. Uh, okay. My son is a huge Buckeye fan. 
God bless him. Um, did you have lead paint in your house? Um, what was <laughs> there? That's, that's, so that's let yeah. me let me just ask you because I've always wondered this: when you talk to anybody from that area, right? They always say the Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. So how come they don't say the Buckeyes the same way? It's always just oh, I'm a Buckeye. It doesn't make sense. Um, and I only, I am only happy with Ohio State because of my son. Um, I did like Urban Meyer prior to us knowing all the crap that's going on with Urban. If you would would have asked us in the Southeast, we could have told you. So, so, um, I had to, I had to throw that disclaimer out there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Ohio State because of my son. When I lived there, I had a Michigan jersey, and I wore that proudly, even though Michigan is not even in the stratosphere of Ohio State. They won, what, one time in 20 years, and now they're pounding their chest? You're, you're, <laughs> remember right. who you're talking to. Oh, no, no, no. I know. Uh, we'll get into Georgia later. No, no. We'll get into Georgia later. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I've, got, I've got stuff for them. And, buddy. Without Nick Saban, Alabama was like about to jump off a cliff. Okay. Oh no! So, so I bet there's some terrible, some terrible football. All right. Football. I mean, we, we don't oh, need to go back to the Shula right. years and all that stuff. All right. Oh, so let's just let Alabama. It's rough, man. It's rough. It's rough. Yes. Hey, I don't even want to talk. Like we try to keep our big conspiracies with our football or, or away from football and more towards basketball. Like when Herrick was in, that was a great time for us to move our scandals away to something that didn't matter to me. So that was great. She's talking about Jim Herrick, the basketball coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Herrick he, Towns were uh, He was notorious. just as far from notorious like Urban Meyer. He was just this side of him. Look, so he was a little sleazy. We got the nepotism. He hired his son. Oh, yeah. His yeah. son got a teaching job, too. Um, Wasn't there attempted murder charges and a couple of rapes? There were friends. Yeah. There were, like, wow. his control was, out of, was non-existent. Not a great culture so, you know how you describe like Tennessee is like not a great culture Tennessee, Tennessee had Bruce Pearl so you guys are still oh, doing all right yeah bless their hearts <laughs> okay I do have some positives though okay. I've got a few that I think may actually they're gonna outkick their coverage a little bit so we've got so, Cincinnati a, that we don't agree I'm with. not used to you being an optimist occasionally um, like I said Georgia fan it's hard for us That's, you know we've learned their lessons hey you said it I didn't you heard it <laughs> like I said you're gonna even more often, you're going to be like, wow, bless her heart. So Cincinnati, I think they're going to move up. I, I don't see them top 10, but they're a wild card. I mean, it's every so often, they're, we talked about Kentucky yesterday. I just, I just Kentucky's the same way. It's either hit or like, where's it going to come from? They're, they're missing all their firepower. Sometimes I just go, who's that, Cincinnati or Kentucky? Cincinnati. Both. Well, Kentucky is what we, we were talking about because he said, you know, he thought that they were, you know, we we discussed briefly a little bit beforehand. Anyway, okay, my other one, Wisconsin. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they're a little underrated. I really do. I think that I think they may kick it up a little bit. Maybe the the fourteen ish area, maybe top ten. I don't know, but you know, it's like they've got they concentrate on their front line more than a lot of places do, and. You know, that's where, you, to me, you have a great quarterback, but if your line stinks, Atlanta Falcons, perennially, um, then you're always going to have issues. But if you have a strong line, that's that's what you need. And you can tell I, I'm a big supporter of running back you, so I need my, my line. But anyway, um, my other one, I told you my exception to the rule was not thinking that the ACC was a real conference would be Miami. I think they're going to, they're probably going to break top 10 this year. 
Mm-hmm. I got a good feeling. I, I told you. I told you, man. I told you. Sometimes it's just a feeling. Sometimes. No, wait, wait, wait. No, hold on. No, you, you just, you just made a statement about UFC. That, oh, here they, here we go. Yeah. How many times we heard they're back? Hey, you, you in the eighties? Yeah. You, like, yeah. How many times have you heard this? <laughs> it may be that I'm a huge Tony Johnson fan. I cannot say what it is particularly. Watching Jimmy Johnson, the old footage is great. We're, but um, just, hey, just remember, just like I, Georgia, they're living in the eighties. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you. Hold, Thank holding you. on to something that happened forty years ago. Well, but yeah, every thing. day we have to listen to the great yes. championship in nineteen eighty. All right. So Miami's the exact same way. Do you know who Miami is? Miami is the Dallas Cowboys of college football. Yikes. <laughs> this is our year. This is our year. Every single year. I don't hear I am, I am with you, though. I do think Miami is going to do people, good. What Miami people are you talking to? They're always saying that. Maybe I'm just louder than them. <laughs> but no, I, I think that I think they're I think they're going to move up some. All right. My, my top three is a little shake up. Um, because of course I think Ohio State belongs in the bottom of a pond somewhere, but that's just be being delightful. So I don't care who you rank number one. It's either Alabama or Clemson. I'm cool with that. You know why? I really think Georgia should be number one, but I don't want to jinx it because I know what my people will do. They hear number one for a while. It makes our blood run cold. It's terrifying. We don't want to be there. Number two, where we can take over at the end. And just in the face, great. I like that place, but not number oh, one. It's, so it's always easier to to be the hunter as, as opposed to being the hunted. Yes. So, yes. Um, you know, in all the titles we've won, uh, if memory serves me correct, I mean, we only started the year ranked number one out of two of our six titles. That, well, hey, how's um, your who's so, returning this year for you guys? Um, you every, had a pretty strong recruiting class to the hill, did you not? Oh yeah, but you know. We got our Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. He's back. We've got our running backs back. Uh, by the way, picked up two more five-star recruits. A couple came from Georgia. I guess they How came back. How much did it cost you? Huh? How much did it cost you? Hey. Um, <laughs> so we we haven't gotten to you yet. So when we get to your team, uh, we're going in. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just saw the time. We got to pick up the pace here a little bit. Sorry, my bad. So you got two more? Uh, I'm good. I did all my 10. Well, I, I got eight. Let's say, uh, I got eight. Six, eight, nine, ten. I actually put in 11 because I moved around my top three. Oh, so you're, you're saying Clemson or Alabama. I don't so care. That, so like I said, I don't care who, which one it is. But, I would prefer to have Clemson lose early so listen, with us because it's more fun for me personally. You, you had BYU, USC, Oregon, Those are my over Notre Dame, and Ohio State, right? So that's five. Then you have Cincinnati, Wisconsin, Miami. State, Notre Dame, Ohio State. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Cincinnati, Wisconsin, Miami, nine. And then moving around those top threes, I'm actually able to look and I'm scooching around. Okay. So. This, this, count. this is something like a top ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's me rearranging what I don't want to do. So it, it's my, my personal frustration. So, so uh, Mike, I know you have to go in just a moment. So uh, <laughs> you want to jump into your top ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got to admit, I do agree with some of what she was saying. Uh, I think USC and Miami are both going to do better than what they're projected right now. Uh, Miami more so for the coaching and to get rid get rid of that ridiculous turnover chain. I think they were, what, ranked 117th in turnovers. 
So I think ESPN glorified all the turnovers that they did because <laughs> it didn't result to anything over the last couple of years. But I think Cristobal, with what he did in Oregon, I think will make Miami better than 17. Uh, I think USC, I've actually got USC ranked 10th. Um, I think that uh, Lincoln Riley, with the people that he brought over with him, uh, coaches and players, especially the ones he brought from Oklahoma. How much did they pay them? Buddy, every college football team is paying somebody. It's just a matter of how when, how and when they're going to get caught and how – At least – You know what? I'll tell you what, dude. Hey, don't change it. As soon as your coach leaves, I guarantee you, in the next three years, we're going to find out all the dirty laundry that Alabama's done to get to where they are right now. I guarantee it. How do you become a – Dude, how are you a dumpster fire for many years and then magically you're the number one team – Year after year after year after year. As How does it happen? That's Clemson. That's USC. What happened? What was USC before Pete Carroll got there? You know? <laughs> At the bank. Yeah. Same up the That's what I'm no. saying. That's what I'm saying. Saw, Go back and no, look at history. Saw with Hugh, we saw this with Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss. Like, that, right. was, a, that was a Las Vegas type. Where did this come from? So there was. How, do you, do you realize how many national titles did Alabama win before Saban got there? We were already in the top ten in school titles. But we dude, had a, it's we been had back a hundred years. We had a <laughs> well, it, it goes back to ninety-two. All right, okay. What I'll tell you what. We'll have this conversation again as soon as he retires. Let's see, let's see how many how many skeletons walk out of that closet after Saban leaves. I guarantee you so there's gonna be a bunch. Look at every look at every stop he's been in on college. That's mm-hmm. never happened. That's not the program he runs. You can I go to Michigan State, LSU you long enough. State, you can go to LSU. None of that stuff happens. He doesn't have to. I don't know. But how come no one's duplicated what he's done? This is a copycat league. Okay. So how, how, how come no one's duplicating what he does? How come Bill Belichick, nobody duplicated what he did? You know, they said the same thing about Bill Parsons. It's a coaching tree, but think about it. It's a coaching tree. Look at the difference. If we're going to go that route, look at the difference between Bill Parcells or the old uh, Mike Holmgren. Look at their coaching tree and look at Bill Belichick's. Belichick has yet to have one individual. I mean, you can make the argument for Bill O'Brien, possibly. Are you crazy? No, no, no. Hear me out. No, no, you, no, 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 Mike, Mike. When you just said the statement a moment ago that you were mm-hmm. looking at, that you, you were looking at, <sighs> you, like you're setting these teams as top ten teams, right? I, I, mean, I, I wanted to ask you at what point did you start day drinking, right? And then you throw in Bill O'Brien. You're using Bill O'Brien to illustrate a good point, a good G O O D point. No, no, you're day I drinking. Wasn't you are drunk. I wasn't finished. See, I thought the problem was their game colors, but no. Nope. <laughs> hey, look at the coaching tree, though. The people coming from Bill Belichick, every single one of them has been a colossal failure, whether they've gone to college or they've gone to the pros. No, they've been they've been a failure as a head coach. They've been exceptional as position and coordinator okay. because because they learn one side of the ball or the other. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't develop the entire coach. So look. I'm not taking anything from Kirby, but Kirby's Saban's longest tenured coach. 
Mm-hmm. And who was the last one that just won a title? Like I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Georgia their flowers. Like, well, I'm gonna give no. them their props. Hey, hello, Kirby. Babo is under. You know, it's you've got three yeah. really similar coaching styles. Oh yeah. And I think that it's. I almost think it's a mutual respect thing between these three. I think that we know they go, to like, Alabama, they go to Lake Parkwell exactly. every year. Like exactly. their their houses are like four in a row. I think that they've Who's played that? each other and developed good. Babo Sweeney, Saban, uh, Kirby Smart. Hmm. The so, trifecta. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it, when you get to that level, you can't just go talk to some guy off the street. Like you gotta, you gotta talk to somebody that that understands where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. So the one thing I will give, and this is what drove me crazy about Mark, Rick. he would he would apologize the way the criticism and the the acclaim. Kirby never runs from any of that stuff. He takes it for what it is. So you know, we all poke fun about the Justin Fields incident in the SEC championship game where he brings him out for a fake punt. Uh, Kirby stood there like a man and he took it, but mm-hmm. he learned the lesson. Well, and it's, there, I don't want to jinx this. We're still in a rest season, if I'm being really honest. But you're thinking like the old Georgia fan. I, I'm, like, I'm telling hard. you, there's something but about there, breaking through changed. that title drift. It's changed. It does. It's, it's, it does. There's a, a big culture shift, and I'm here for it. You know, it's like I, when I was in Athens, I saw things happen that shouldn't have, and things get covered up that shouldn't have. You can probably see it in any small town, actually, too. It's big business. I mean, it's big business. It's huge. It's huge. But um, it's my, I don't hear it from students there now. The kids I know they're going there now, they've got a, it's a whole different world. So, or maybe they don't see it because they're on their phones. I don't know. Accountability. (laughs) It's accountability. And, you know, just to kind of finish my point about Rick, because I think he's a wonderful human being. And I mean, I would, I would hope that he like mentors my son. But as a football coach in the crazy South that wants to win, you can't love everybody all the time. You need a coach that's going to kick them in the butt. So he came from Bobby Bowden. You want to talk about coaching trees. He came from Bobby Bowden. And Bobby Bowden was pretty much of the same cloth as Rick. You know, that he, you know, bad gum. He loves him to death. But what did he have on his staff that Georgia never seemed to have? He had a coach that would go in there and put his foot up your butt when he needed to. Mickey Andrews. Mm-hmm. You know, he had Chuck Amato. That would go in there and do the same thing, like on on different sides of the ball. So Kirby, you know, not his saying, but he's used it like the standard is the standard. So if you don't hold the second and third team accountable to the same result as the first team, like that's mm-hmm. systemic. So when you're talking about Saban, go back and check his resume. Every place he's been, and Urban Meyer can say the same thing. They are successful and they win. But mm-hmm. look at what happens on the fallout when they leave. Mm-hmm. That's where you see the difference. Urban Meyer will cut yeah, everything. He's going to cover too. Like oh, I, yeah. I've never believed a thing that's come out of his mouth in any press conference. Like the way that he handled Aaron Hernandez. Like I mean, it's just you can. It, there's so many other players that's like you're dealing with these kids' futures, and I don't know. I think that a lot of players see the coach as more of a father figure than they should. Yeah. But if you have a dad who's letting you get away with murder, you're not going to turn out to be quality person. Right. Maybe a great runner. You can carry a ball. That's great, but you're not going to get the NFL contract you want. You're not going to be able to go anywhere in this, especially since the players can sell their likenesses now. And you're looking yeah. at, you know, an in, in a revenue stream for a college kid that could be huge. But am I going to buy my kid a jersey for some little turd who's going out and acting like a jerk to everybody? No, yeah. no, it's not happening. So. You know, it's like, I need somebody who sees big picture. If, if my kid were going to play, I would want them. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. <sighs> I would rather have a 
seven-ish coach for my kid than mm-hmm. have a, a, a rigged or Urban Meyer. It, I would punch my kid in the face oh. if they want to play for Urban. But, you know, I don't we're, want to. We're changing sports. We're so. changing sports if Urban Meyer's going to be his coach. Like, <laughs> it, I, I would put him in ballet or swimming. But he, no. Al, yes. But at, at some point, there was, there was a tip of the scale for him because he wasn't like that. When was it? When uh, uh, the years? Maybe he was because now. Um, go back to Bowling uh, Green. Uh, was it Aaron Hernandez? Green. Go back huh? to Bowling Green. Go back to Utah. Everywhere he's been, there's been this trail, and there's you know the smoke and all the stuff when he leaves. Like everywhere he goes. That's and maybe this thing. So, but um, all right. So, okay. so we, we jumped right. on your All right. So circling back, there, I've got. I can tell you, there's one name I haven't heard from either one of you that I'm like, oh, I'm chomping at the bit here. So bring it on. Okay. So right now I've got USC at, at number 10. I really think that uh, uh, Riley and some of the other people that he brought over, I think USC is going to move up. I think the Pac-12 is awful, and I think he's going to get a lot of garbage wins. And as long as you're in the Power Five, it doesn't matter who you beat. As long as you win and you get the win totals up, they're going to put you in the top 15, period. Um, Michigan. I've got Michigan at number nine. I don't believe that they're going to stay in the top 10. But as of right now, um, I, I, I think that Harbaugh got the team to believe in something that I don't think he was able to do in the previous years. Um, I think they overachieved last year. I think Ohio State was down when they beat them. But nevertheless, they still beat them. That's why you play the game. So I got to give Michigan props for doing it. But I think that they are, I think, in my opinion, they should be nine. I don't believe that they should be six or or eight or any higher than that. Um, And there's a strong chance that they probably won't go any higher than that. Um, I I think they're going to drop off and taper off. I don't think they make it out of September in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't believe that either. Um, Now, number eight. Number eight, I got Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame is going to overachieve this year. Um, I think that they have heard the noise for, that their coach was the only reason that they were relevant. And I think the players are going to come out and try to prove something, that it wasn't just the coach that was helping them to achieve whatever they were trying to do. Um, I think they'll start off in the top ten, but I don't believe that they're going to finish in the top ten at all. Um, I think they're going to taper off. Um same deal with Oklahoma. Um, I put Oklahoma at what, what, 10, 9, 8, 7. I got Oklahoma at 7. The only reason that they're at 7 right now is because they're in they're in the Big 12. And the Big 12 is awful. And with the, with, with the thought of their coach leaving, I think the players are going to be more motivated. I think that Texas is more concerned about what they're going to do in the SEC and the recruiting. And I don't think that they're really going to give a rip what happens this year. I think Oklahoma does. I think they do care. And I think they're going to damn near run the table um, in the Big 12. Um, I don't know what their out-of-conference schedule looks like, but I I have a good feeling Oklahoma is going to finish in the top 10. Um, I've got Clemson uh, just ahead of Oklahoma. Um, I think last year was a drop-off in the recruiting, in the playing, in the coaching. I think Dabo just 
took a year and didn't do the things that made them consistently successful. Um, I think he's going to get back to that, realizing that they lost games they should have won last year. I think Clemson's going to finish uh, – what do I have? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. I think Clemson will finish sixth or, or at least stay relatively consistent there. Um, I've got Utah at five. And that hear me so out. Explain, explain, hear me out. explain how you're not day drinking. Make a clear mind here. Okay. okay. For the same reason that I think USC is going to um, – that I put USC in the top ten. I, I don't think that the conference Utah is in is is very strong. I think Utah is going to kick the crap out of everyone that they play this year, um, maybe outside of USC. Um, I, I would have felt a little bit differently had uh, Cristobal stayed in Oregon, but because he left, I think that's the only roadblock that Utah has this year. I think next year, Lincoln Riley, when he gets his people in, I think USC is going to be a lot better. So this is the year that I believe Utah – is really going to push and and do good. So I have them at five. I think they've got a good shot at staying there, but I think that they are going to overachieve against a team that they should beat, and they'll end up losing, and that'll knock them down somewhere in the teens. Um, top four. <laughs> um, I mean, my top one and two. I don't think is going to change. It's just a matter of whether one you flip flop. And three and four, pretty much the same way. So right now, I've got Ohio State three and Texas A&M four. Um, I think either one of them can flip-flop. Um, I think Jimbo Fisher is going to go right after Alabama. I don't think they're – I think they've had that game circled since the two of them had their little pissing match over the summer. And I actually think Texas A&M might, might do it this year. I think they might knock off Alabama. But until I see Jimbo Fisher actually come up big in a big game like that consistently, not just a one-off, then we'll go from there. Ohio State. Alabama or at? We're, we're, at, we're at Alabama. Okay. Now, see, yeah. we're at A&M. I would really, really go with you on that one. But I don't know playing at Alabama. It's the, the, the only thing I can – the only reason that I, I, I'm tossing up and putting uh, – uh, Texas A&M and Ohio State is three and three A or three three A and three B is because I can't tell which one is going to be higher. I think Ohio State. So which conference? Huh? Which, one plays, which one plays in a tougher conference? Well, we beat ourselves and, up. And, and like, not, right, and not the just, worst part about this, you think. So, and not just a tougher conference, the tougher division of the same conference. Well, it, but that that may be. But then Ohio State, they're going to pretty much run the table then. I mean, the hardest team they may they have to face seven, is Penn State. They got seven gimme games and one one robbery. Yeah, like, seven gimme games. I like to see them choking. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Who, who are you talking about giving gimme games? The the other seven teams they play, and then they have a robbery with Michigan. Ooh, oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Listen, Alabama look, look at, gets. Does it, does it, uh, hold, hold on. Wait. Is I anybody on the schedule even in the top twenty-five? Let, let me finish. I got to get going in a couple minutes. All right. So we're going to talk my about top four. I've got one at Georgia, two Alabama, three Ohio State, four Texas A&M. Georgia and Alabama can pretty much flip flop. I mean, after watching the two teams play each other, what, twice last year? I mean, they're, they're pretty even. I, I mean, you, you put them on a level playing field each team. I mean, it, it's going to be a five and five, maybe a six and four. 
I mean, it's a flip of the coin as to which one of those two is the best. And chances are one of those two is going to win it this year. I, I think that uh, Ohio State is going to stay three or four as long as they run the table. I don't believe that they're going to get knocked down beyond five unless every single game is between two or three points and uh, uh, Purdue kicks the crap out of them or something like that. I, that's the only way I don't see Ohio State finishing in the top four. Um, Texas A&M, it just depends on on how much fire they have and wanting to be able to beat Alabama. I think if when they play Alabama and, and if they beat them, I don't know that they'll lose another game the rest of the year. I think them beating Alabama two times in a row, I think will set Jimbo Fisher on this I am higher than thou type winning, mentality. Building, building a winning culture takes time. So mm-hmm. coming off that win last year, it was a night game. We went to overtime. You know, uh, Calzada, the whole crazy story, the injured leg off. Like, that that was their Rudy moment, and they went and promptly laid an egg at LSU and got their teeth kicked in. So winning is a process. The mm-hmm. coach may be a championship-level coach, but he hasn't brought his team to that point yet. No, I don't believe Jimbo is. I don't think Jimbo is anywhere in the stratosphere of a Kirby Smart or Nick Saban. Well, he's for the championship. However, I think his players are going to rally behind him, and I think his players are going to pick it up and make it so last year wasn't a fluke. I think it's more about the players of Texas A&M than it is about Jimbo Fisher this no, year. It, it, look, at that level, it always comes back to coaching. The, the, the difference is coaching. Yeah. So. So, but that's well, – we, Listen, we appreciate you coming in. I see the time. Um, I want you to get out there so we can talk about you like a dog. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, go, go to your previous appointment. We appreciate this, you. Hey, let's keep it PG, okay? <laughs> I don't. I don't want my feelings getting hurt when I see this. Lady, <laughs> all right. I, I don't want my. Hey, I don't want my kids wearing brown paper bags like Browns fans. All right. <laughs> Which is again another Ohio thing, but yeah. What do we know? You know. But you know but what, man? Le- leave it. Cincinnati's in the Super Bowl last year. On a side note, if we want to have a conversation later about something else, just t- uh, uh, the Browns, man. They're they're no, no matter how good they may have it, they always find a way to screw it up and trip over themselves. Um, always. We're in Atlanta Falcon country. We ain't got no room to talk about nobody. You just yeah. see how quiet I am. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I literally, I mean it that way. We ain't got no room to talk about nobody. We mm-hmm. are stupid from the top down. From the day that franchise was born, we've been stuck on stupid. Do you know how many games I had to go sit at Christmas Eve at the old Fulton County oh, Stadium, yeah. freezing? Yep. Because my dad, and bless his metal, heart, metal bleachers. <laughs> yeah, metal bleachers. Uh, where my literally, dad, your butt would be frozen. You would. That, um, so my dad was—he's from Detroit. So we had to go see the Lions. And the Falcons play every single year when I was a little kid. The best part about it is they're always the worst two teams in the NFL at that point. And all you're doing is sitting there freezing because, you know, it's 30 degrees and I get cold at 75. So it's, um, it was just terrible. And there's, there might have been 11,000 people in the, I mean, if, if the stadium was full, like the body heat would kind of help. No, you, you'd have an entire row to yourself. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like, right. everybody, I thought it was like, I was all up there. I know, either, but those even worse. Nobody's going to give a kid booze. Well, they shouldn't. All right, guys. I got to get off. Don't give a kid booze. See you later. Bye.
right. So. All right, let me see what kind of bull crap you're going to throw at me now. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. But... Let me clear the throat. So, number 10, um, I'm going to give him a little bit of do. I'm, and I'm really surprised neither one of you mentioned this team is LSU coming at number 10. Really? Because that cupboard was far from there. I realized they had some quarterback challenges. They had some quarterback sleeve and other things. But like you said, for the SEC especially, what's really separated us from these other conferences, you build your team from the inside out. Atlanta Falcons learned a lesson. So you start with the line of scrimmage and you work your way out. So you can see how successful you're going to be. It, it, usually first five plays of the game, I can kind of project, okay, this is going to be a great year or oh, yeah. I'm going to have to find a new hobby that keeps on blood pressure. So. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, so I think LSU is going to surprise some people. And again, looking at the SEC West, uh, I, I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you, I've got multiple teams from SEC West in my top 10. Because uh, it, I mean, it really is a clash of the Titans and we beat the crap out of each other. Well, the thing is, we kill each other. It, like, we don't do well as a group. It, it's a really dysfunctional thing in the SEC. We just beat the bejeebies <laughs> out of each other all season long and then get mad whenever we have these teams run out of conference who play absolutely no one. They, I mean, it's just, it's frustrating. And at the strength of schedule to me is one of the biggest indicators of how successful a team's going to be. And you don't get that in any conference. Well, so going off the text of it. Yeah. See, I was a big proponent of expanding the playoffs, you know, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was conversation and everybody that whole alliance between the Pac-12 and like mm -hmm. that was basically a defensive move to prevent SEC from claiming more spots. Mm -hmm. They gave up their own guaranteed position to block somebody else. Yeah. So I, I really think we're going to get back to that conversation now where we have six or eight, you know, maybe even 12 because, because of what you're saying, mm -hmm. you know, we see this a lot in other sports. Um, the way you're playing at the beginning of the year is not necessarily indicative of how you're going to play at the end. No, I want to see my team improve game from game. I don't want to have one injury handicap my team. I want to have more depth than I know what to do with. And that's probably why quarterbacks get frustrated at Georgia because typically the coaches have kind of same similar thinking there. But, well, you know, it's I, I don't know. I think in, in anything you do, if you can find someone's strength and play off of it and you can work that in with other people's strengths, you're going to be stronger overall. But whenever you have a team that's built around one person, mm -hmm. they're guaranteed to get hurt. And I yep. don't want to jinx any kids because that's terrible, but that's how it works out. Like, it's just well, it's a continual problem. That, that's, that's too much weight for any one player to, to kind of hold. Like, you, you got to be able to diversify. Well, here's my thing. I don't even want to say player at this point because these are glorified teenagers for the most part. You've got well-paid teenagers. Uh, listen, <laughs> my thing is they've worked for it since they were six years old, typically. Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, they work at this since they're six years old. It's they subjected their bodies to this. I know there are kids in junior high here that are practicing until ten o'clock on school nights. Yes, I got I've got a real issue with that. That's that's too much too soon. Yeah. It's just um and I don't know if we go to to uh, baseball's the worst to play year round and we're wearing these kids out, but it's a whole other conversation. But it's just I don't know. You think about a kid with that much pressure on them, you're just asking for trouble. And I don't, I don't want anybody to have that kind of pressure on. But do I want to see a good football team? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, but I don't want to 
I don't want to be disgruntled throwing things, Shauna, all football season long because my coach put everything on my kid, and that's not right. Anyway, I digress. Well, so going back, expand the playoff. Get get more teams an opportunity because, and this is why I had an issue with some of the the teams in Mike's list. Okay, Uh, it's not frontline talent because if you take a seventy-five player and you have a hundred coach. You're going to raise the level of that player. He'll be playing it like a four to five star level. We see that a lot. You can look at Utah. Cal Whittingham is one of the best under the radar coaches out there, and he's had bigger job opportunities, and he won't take them. He's comfortable at his level, but the players leave that program better than they got there. That's the sign of a great coach. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why I look for if I'm looking at my own kid. Right. But whenever you know, it's like. Not every kid, not every kid. I'm going to stick with that, but you know, it's like you want, you want development, you want character development, but you don't want. I don't, I don't really know if I would. You don't want to take the joy. Yeah, it should still be fun. Yeah, you know, it's not. It should not be a job at this point. No, no, it should be something they enjoy, um, and showcase talent. Right, it's not a. You shouldn't be forced into it, especially with the risks. You know, you've got kids yeah. who I, I've seen so many injuries that just break my heart. You know, it's and there's kids that I'm worried about that, you know, I, I mean, I, I legitimately feel bad for them because of what they're subjecting their bodies to. So I thought it's for my entertainment because it is. But yeah. um, it's just, I don't know, I digress. We're, we're, well, we're falling off. So let's, let's get back to it, it, the The depth is really what it is because, like you said, um, when you feature one player, uh, almost exclusively, mm-hmm. it, yeah. You you really notice that there's no depth there, and you see that from the guys out. So, um, so again, LSU is number ten. Number nine, I have Utah because I am a believer in Cal Whittingham, and that conference is it, it's lousy. It's lousy. Okay, their defense is always legit. So, you know, where I'm more concerned about Cincinnati and a Kentucky not being able to score points because they lost pretty much all their offense. I'm not as worried about Utah because if you look historically, their defense, I mean, they're legit. You could take that defense and put it in another conference and they're going to rule the roost. So they're kind of the anomaly in the Pac-12 because they actually try to stop people. Yeah. It's, are they doing pushy tackles? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, if you want to watch good football, go watch, go watch a Utah game. Like they are, they are well, Coach, they, that's a well-coached football. I will team. have to force myself to watch more Utah football because, well, because I can the the they, they, You know, I may. I know. I don't sleep anyway, so I might as well. Pack Twelve after dark. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe I should go get some man beat or something. But um, it probably worked out the same. But you know, I'll, I'll check it out because I'm, I'm open to it. I just um, I don't know if I'm thinking like a player. Do I want to go to Miami to live? Where it's going to be sunny and beautiful for her few hurricanes every once in a while, or do I want to go live in Utah? Another one. Utah's pretty, but I don't I, ski. I love how you just gloss over the, the little hurricanes. It, it's like <laughs> and the little heat. <laughs> well, that's fine. And the fact, and the fact that the uh, sea level's rising and the city's not. Well, so you realize, listen, I'm only been here for four of, years as a player. Forty well, percent of Miami's like underwater right now. Like they're technically under sea level. So is New Orleans, but you said LSU. Well, they have ladies in New Orleans. That's yeah, a lake. But- this is holding back the entire ocean. Like Miami's got some serious issues. They got to. It's reclaim 
mangrove swampland. It was never meant to be built on. But, but yeah. is it going to fall into the next you four keep years? Pulling up, <laughs> you keep pulling us off our list here. Okay? No, so focus. I'm, okay, I'm going to read this. So, so this is this is what she's like on a normal day. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is this is not for show. Like this is real time. Um, so going to number eight, I have Clemson uh, again because I'm a big believer in Dabo. Uh, the the talent is there. They just need to get better play out of DJ. Uh, it, I mean, he played really hesitant last year, and that's to be expected. I mean, if you follow a talent like Trevor Lawrence, uh, you're always going to feel like, you know, second fiddle no matter what you do. Um, he could have come in and won a title, T. Martin, uh, but yet Peyton Manning is still the one that Tennessee kind of holds up as, oh, this is our guy. He didn't win you Jack. The Citrus Bowl? T. Martin is the one that won you a title. So that's the rare exception of somebody coming in there actually being able to exceed the performance of the person that was there before. So it, it really wasn't that surprising. I know he came highly rated out of California, uh, but I think DJ's going to be better this year. They're going to tailor the offense to him. Um, number seven, Oklahoma. Uh, I know it was a big loss for Clemson, but I, I'm a big believer in Venables um, because what I've seen from him over the years is he tailors his coaching style and his defense to his talent. So he doesn't have a system, and this is what we're going to do. When you have a guy, you know, like he had a BZ back then, uh, he would feature his talents. And that's the sign, again, to me, of a good coach. Because uh, you don't always get dealt the same hand every year. Um, you know, and I, I was having a conversation with someone else about Georgia. The defense is probably going to be worse on paper this year than last year. But I think it'll be better and more sustainable because you've got the big body Jordan Davis in the middle. That's a once-every-10-year player. Like, you can't count on finding another 360-pound man that can move like a 230-pound running back. Like, I mean, come on. That's the, I mean, that's like a freaking nature. Yeah. But that dude not only commanded a double team every snap, he could also put pressure up the middle, which is the one place no quarterback wants. You, you can expect it from the outside. You can fan. You can do all kinds of protective scheme. But when it comes up the middle, you've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Especially when it's a wall coming at you. So, I mean, that's, yes, you can be a good coach, but that talent is something that only God gave. Your job is just not to mess it up. Uh, so I think Georgia's defense, because they picked up those those two five-star uh, rush-ins, uh, their defense is going to change. But I, I think they're going to, you know, probably be worse on paper, but better overall. It's more sustainable. Um, so number six for me is USC. Um, again, the conference is lousy. Uh, UCLA, if they ever figured it out, I, yeah, and maybe, you know, never. Chip Kelly, that's been a complete just debacle. Um, but I am a believer in that offense, and I'm saying that I'm a believer in the offense at USC. The defense, I don't know, because it seemed like the last couple of years of Clay Helton, um, they didn't even bother to play defense. I mean, they, it's almost like they became Pac-10 back in the old days, Pac-8, where it was just, you know, we're going to score 50 points and how to hope to outscore you. Uh, so they're going to have to rediscover how to play some defense, how to stop some people. Uh, so that'll be the question because he obviously didn't do that at Oklahoma. It wasn't it wasn't a big deal. They didn't feature. Um, so number five for me is Texas A&M. Um, so if you're keeping track, that's LSU, that's Texas A&M. We're both from the SEC West. Um, the, the, the talent is definitely there. The coaching pedigree is definitely there. Uh, but kind of what I said to Mike, we need to see some consistency out of them. Uh, you can't follow up a big win with a letdown and losing to a lesser team. 
And, and look, let's be honest. Uh, as much as I poke fun at Georgia, that was really their problem over the years. Like, they were as talented as anybody. They could beat anybody. They could compete with anybody. But then that following week, they just lay an egg. They beat and, themselves. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's the number of times that my blood pressure spiked to unnecessarily high levels in fourth quarters. It was not good. It wasn't good for anybody. But it's, you know, last year's a little bit different. But it's... um. I'm an, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, so I know all about blowing leads. <laughs> we have perfected it. I wonder if they're going to make a tournament. You know how, like, Falcony. 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 Yeah. yeah. We were like Falcon, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to start using my kids. Yeah, so that's a, that's a F word that is susceptible to use. We're, we're Falcony. Wish it weren't a thing, but, you know. <laughs> so, um, number four, Notre Dame. Uh, Look, out of out of all this, this is the one that I just I hate to put them there, and I hate to not put them there because their their schedule is it's a it's a joke. I mean, they they play Ohio State, okay? I'll give them that. So they're willing to go play that game, but I, I don't really give you extra credit because you're playing a tougher team. When you play them first out the gate, you have no idea who you are. You don't know if your offense is going to work. You know they're so we saw a couple years ago with uh, Georgia Clemson. What was that game? Ten three. I mean, it was it like set football back forty years. It was oh, so ugly. The one you know, last year, or are you talking the one like six years ago? No, no, it was like ten three. Was it? Um, it was last year, right? Last year was like nine six. I think. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. But I mean, it, I love I love to watch defense, but that that was painful to watch because it wasn't the other team stopping you; it was them stopping themselves. You know, so the defenses tend to be ahead of offense this point of the year. Oh, it was so, 10 3. I'm way off. They okay. Yeah. So, just to clarify, that means that Clemson didn't even score a single touchdown, which is noteworthy in my household anyway. Why are you bringing up old stuff? I, I'm just, I'm a Georgia <laughs> fan. We live in the past. That's what we do. We're historians, dang it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's my one concern. And it's an opportunity as well because. I have Ohio State number three. So, obviously, after week one, my lips, it's going to get flip-flopped. It's going to have to. Um, I think both of them could probably end up here just because the conference they play in, or in Notre Dame's case, the conference they don't play in, um, and the quality of their competition. Because, really, outside of this one game with each other, um, I, I can't see another game that Ohio State has, out, maybe outside of Michigan, because uh, I'm not a big believer in Wisconsin. Uh, you can have all the big butters you want, but – they tend to fall in their place when the opportunity is there. I mean, you know, Minnesota will occasionally rise up and, you know, all that. I, I just don't have that feeling about them either. Um, so Ohio State's going to be running the roost out there as usual. Michigan will be trailing, you know, not even closely behind. I, I don't see them even staying in the top 25. Uh, Harbo's overrated. I think last year was his shot, and we saw what happened in the uh, – yeah. Tell me you really do. Yeah. So, <laughs> I do. No, I think some coaches like Saban's better at college. I think Harbo, yeah. he's much better as an NFL coach. I, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, he, I'm yeah. not going to disagree. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. But I, what he did, we talk about a reclamation project. What he did with the 49ers in three years is nothing short of exceptional. Yeah. So, the same GM that Jacksonville has now that everybody's all, you know, all up in arms and hating him and Balky, you, you know, you're terrible. That's the same guy that rebuilt the 49ers in three years. Well, there's so many factors that go into making a good 
for boxing. Well, it's, you know, it's it, it's not work. Like we said, before, it's relationships. It's it is how you deal with things. It's relationships and finding strengths and working off strengths instead of focusing on weaknesses. And tell me what you can do. Don't tell me what you can't. Exactly. You know, exactly. Let's talk, you're right. You're right. Let's focus on that. Tell yeah. me what you can do. So look, something positive from a Georgia fan. <laughs> that's, that's, you see the day. That's two in one hour. Like, two in one hour. I'm done for the week. As long as, <laughs> as long as I've known her, I don't know if I've had two in one hour. So that, that's something special. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. When new Dave, day. New day. David, David, you're watching this. I know you're shaking your head right now because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, my, my top two, it's a toss up. It's, it's Georgia, Alabama. Um, so not hiding it. I'm a homer. Uh, always have been, even when they're terrible, I'm still a fan. Um, but legitimately, I think they're going to be battle-tested, you know, iron choppers iron. So any team out of the four that comes out of the SEC, so Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, or LSU, um, and I didn't really go down this far, but if we're looking at, like, number 12, Ole Miss has an outside shot as well. If they can figure out how to play some defense, you got to stop somebody occasionally. Um you know, and I really want to give a shot at the Napier. I really hope Florida kind of puts that thing back on the train. Because, uh, you know, when the Georgia-Florida rivalry is it's really going, it, it is. It just it makes is. it makes it fun, you know? It, it's, I have no, I have very little shame about how I spoke about Tim Tebow for the time, his time at Florida. But I really love hating Florida. You know, it's like even with my kids. So when my kids tell me about their friends, you know, one of the first things that they ask their friends is what football team do you like? <laughs> So my son, who's five, has now told me, he's nice, but mommy, he likes Alabama, so I don't think we can be friends. I said, you know, baby, I, I see where you're coming from. I love that you're looking at people's characters so strongly. It's hilarious, but yeah, it's, uh-huh. we made several jokes about it. He's raining a child up in the way it should go. He won't become a Georgia. Hey, one of my, <laughs> uh, my stepdaughter, the oldest one, is dating a kid who is an Alabama fan. Otherwise, he's a great kid. I mean... <laughs> Polite, what you'd want around, you know, your daughters, respectful, nice to your siblings, good kid. He can still change. He's only in eighth grade, ninth, eighth grade, yeah. So he's still got time to realize the error of his ways. No, some people. Your personality is pretty much formed by the age of 14, so. He's 13. We got time. <laughs> we got time. We got time. Come on, Will, you can do this. <laughs> I, I wish I could just, I wish I could take some of that belief and sprinkle it over the Falcons. I just, it's a lost cause. I'm giving it. Um, let's see. My dad actually, my dad died three years ago today. I just realized what today oh. was. So, um, bless his heart. He was a huge Falcons fan, and I'm pretty sure that's what killed him. So, thank you, Falcons. Um, said no one ever. But it's hard. It's the, hard being the Patriots. Did. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Twenty to three. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. We'll never live that down. That was really cute, y'all. Oh, I'm telling you. It's just hard. The choke job of all choke jobs. But if we can po- focus on some things that are more positive, like UGA winning, like I'm, I'm buzzing you out there. I did not do anything. That that's, was, that's not funny. But um, so we had UGA last year, and we had the Braves last year, both getting their championships, which is um, we should have all gotten lucky. Which. <laughs> So, by the way, we're we're filming this on a Wednesday. Uh, I'm I'm driving around Dalton on Monday, and I look up and I see a, a bumper sticker on a car that says "Fire Frank Rand." Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, it wasn't even a year ago you guys won a World Series. Like, yeah. I think like you've been here before. Yeah. Like, 
they were lousy up until the midpoint last year. Do you not remember how you got the title? Like, yeah, very few teams, like you said, nobody. It doesn't matter who's number one right now. What matters is the final who's number one. Yes, because uh, that's that's a heavy way to carry all year long. Uh, so don't don't crown yourself prematurely. You know, your goal is to get to the final four and then to play two really good games. Well, it's like all the first month of football is to me. Like first games, I like the conference bragging rights. That's nice. That's, that's a little added bonus. But all it is is whenever we're in November and we're arguing about who's better right now, you're going to have the teams that were in the top ten that really stink it up in November because they have no depth. They've eight, well, or they've been in a conference where they're beating the bejeebies out of each other. I mean, it's, there's so many things, so many ways for things to foul up throughout the season, and there's so many variables. But those are the people who are going to come back and be like, oh, well, you remember in September, we were great. That doesn't matter to me well, in December. No, I mean, I look, look, Arkansas last year, um, they, they played really well. And I mean, besides that Georgia game where they just, they got out of class. Um, they were better than their record. If that same team would have been in any other conference, that, that would have been a 10 11 win football team. Well, you bring up an interesting point. So, if you could pick out a pick one team from each conference to move to another conference, Vanderbilt, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. But, well, no, but um, you know what? If we could send Vanderbilt to ACC, right? They would do well in ACC. Yeah. Well, if, you know, like I can see that working out well. So who who would we like to to bring in as actual competition from another division? Who are you I, thinking? I, I, look, I'm, I'm always going to say this. Notre Dame, I'm not knocking your history, but what we're what we're looking at is this. Newt Rotney was what eight decades ago. So everybody has a history. Okay, what are you doing right now? That's relevant. What are you doing? What have you done for me lately, Notre Dame? Right. I mean, what the, have you done for me lately? No. The last five times they've made it to a, you know, either the BCS or, you know, our, our postseason for college, they've gotten shellacked like every single time. Mm. So they're good enough to get there, but they're not good enough to actually accomplish anything when they get there. Oh my gosh, they're a football side chick. <laughs> I'm saying, like, go, go get in a conference where you get tested. Stop playing. Why are you playing Navy? Like, this is not the days of Roger Staubach. Like, that's not a prestige game for you anymore. Like, go play somebody with some substantial umph. Well, iron sharp as iron. Yeah, if but, you play scrubs, you're going to get shellacked when you go play a team that's better. You don't know how to deal with that. It's like, um, let's see, is it is it VI that Clemson plays? They have a one game every year, like they purple out right. and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. the, I've gotten too enmeshed with the, the Clemson people, so I actually treat them like a real conference and everything, a real team. But anyway. Um, if I said Howard Rock, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, God. That's ridiculous. Uh, you already know. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just frustrating. It, it's frustrating to see that, I don't know, I think there's some programs that could be a lot greater if they were just placed in different places. Oh, yeah. And then there's some that I would just like to get rid of. So, well, look, I, so to give you a serious answer, if if we could package Utah and move them to a different part of the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I'm a big believer in Winningham. Like the guy can flat coach. Okay. Well, he accomplishes like more with less. Where else would you like him to go? Where would you like to see him flourish? Well, so where do you think he, where is the location that you think can pull the students to make things work for him? Good question. Um, 
you're going to think I'm crazy, but if you ship sale, let's go. So it's still it's still early with with Tennessee and this new regime, and yeah. they they've got a whole lot from crew to clean up. But if they've you, had a lot to clean up for decades. It's just rough, man. Uh, well, you know, it's that's what happens when, when the fan base gets too much power and too much say. That's what happens. I mean, look at look at Auburn. Do we have to? I mean, that's that's <laughs> look. That's what's happening in Auburn right now. Yeah, they, they, um, they got a little. You know, it's like that's another rivalry I kind of like to have. And, and look, you guys enjoy it. Al- Alabama, we've been there in the past. Yeah. Like you know, we don't run from it. Like I've seen some lousy football. Yeah. Because we just continue to make dumb decision on top of dumb decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it happens to every program. Everything is cyclical. But yeah, I think Whittingham, if you put him somewhere like a Tennessee, okay. um, where they kind of have a pedigree, they have a history, they have a lot of support, it's almost like you're kind of cloistered in there. Because like Utah, like you, you're kind of joking, like, who wants to go to Utah? Yeah. The people that go there love it. It was like the, any of the people who deal with the snow and the, the ridiculous ice and stuff like that. I know you are where you want to be because there's not a chance that you would put yourself through that. If you like, I can't imagine. Like, oh, you're my Boise. Yeah, yeah, like, no, bless her. Yeah, bless her. I'm talking about like, you know, I get cold, and I can't imagine catching a ball that's being thrown at me. What? How many miles per hour? Oh, yeah. Sixty-five, seventy. Exactly. Catching a ball in my frozen little mitts and not having my hands just like they're breaking. You got to want to be there. So, so how about um, maybe FSU for your coach? No, you don't think so? No, because they 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 need to clean up a lot of stuff around that entire program, not just football. Okay, uh, I got you. I, I mean, I will agree with that. Have you been to Tallahassee? I know Athens is a small yeah. town. Tallahassee is a small town that's kind of forgotten our small town, in my opinion. It's a small um, town with a, a big attitude. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're they're not Miami. You know what I mean? It's it's like that second city syndrome. I get that. I get that. So, um, all right. so you're number one. We're just going to we're going to battle all season. So, are we going to speak during football season and just make fun of other teams, or are we going to talk trash to each other? Mm-hmm. No, it's going to work out. No. So, look, I'm I'm one of the rational. I'm one of the rational Alabama fans. I, I did celebrate like crazy when we won the first title. Colt McCoy, I'm sorry you got hurt, but that's still our ring, okay? Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm telling you. I don't care how you break through because we had our conversations going into it, and after that SEC title game, I, I flat told her, and Sean said to me, like, I don't know about Stets. So you, you talk about somebody giving both of us <laughs> the double salute. Um, he did that to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so in that that's really what's great about sports, you know, because if I bring up second and 26, like immediately she knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a common, you know, it's our fraternity. Pretty so much. This, this is my, this is my team. This is hers, but we're all in this together. So no, we'll be talking about this all season long. Even if I'm not in this, in the top four at the end of the year, which the I world would have to come to yeah. an end. <laughs> I don't want to see that happen, but you know. In La La Land, what's going on? I'm enjoying it while we're here because, uh, yeah, I, I, I do remember 20 years ago, we were far from here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel you on that. And, and the fact that I have not had to listen to Rocky Top. That's uh, been glorious, hasn't it? My, my daughter was four the last time I had to listen to Rocky Top, so let's we'll we'll so continue. Yeah, we're so close to the border, too. We have all these clowns oh, that oh. really sport a lot of really ugly orange. Oh, yeah. When I wouldn't even want to go to a prison that had orange jumpsuits, but... Not that orange, yeah, no. No, and that's exactly what it looks to me like. It's a prison <laughs> jumpsuit. And the people who, bless their hearts, subject their children to that. Yeah. 
sad state of affairs. Just sad. Well, so uh, hope you guys kind of enjoy this and uh, feel free to disagree with us because you know what? That's a lie. <laughs> uh, Used to it. So next video we come back, we'll be on more of a, uh, a business insurance topic. But, you know, we love college football as much as anybody else. So we want to take this opportunity to kind of introduce ourselves to you. Um, I didn't really introduce myself starting out because you've seen some other videos. Hint. Um, <laughs> but again, I'm Alex Cobb and this is Shauna Pardon. Uh, Mike had to jump off here because he actually had another business engagement. So that's Michael Marquis. Um, and you'll see some other faces and voices uh, in the next coming weeks. But until then, I hope your team wins, just not more playing us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, go dogs. And um, that's how we have to sign off every time. <laughs> go dogs. We did not agree to that. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, no. We did. No, 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 no. We did not agree. No. So, roll tide, go dogs. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything else, but you call your own war chant. <laughs> there you okay. go. All right. Thanks, guys.